Spirit Breakout. <laughs> hey, y'all, we back again for part three of the False Teachings and Foundations series. We talked about part one, salvation, part two, water baptism. So please, please, please stop it right here and go make sure you go back and you listen to part one and part two of the series. And we're going to get into part three. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I love him. I love him. <laughs> and so this is your boy, Lawrence Green, another Seat at the Table podcast. I'm here with my co-host once again, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Adv- Adv- Advocate. The counselor. Uh, okay. <laughs> the teacher. The who? Teacher. The teacher. The, teacher. Mm, the, the helper. Mm-hmm. Go yep. say yours again, Michelle. The truth. The truth. Oh, what? That's it right there. That's a sermon mm. right there. No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit is supposed to be our best friend. So we give. He's literally our best friend because Jesus rose and that was the same spirit that raised him. Mm-hmm. As Amen. we said. But was that scripture Dwayne drop it on him? The same spirit. Come on. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is alive in you. Oh. Mm. So the Holy Spirit ain't just around here knocking on doors. He's <clears throat> supposed to be dwelling. Yes. In yeah. you. In you. In you. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you. Oh no, I was gonna tell him. Um tell us about that. Oh verse. scripture. Oh, okay, let's see. Um, yeah, I'll just be doing that. <laughs> I mean, I guess it comes to understanding, you know, what it means to have the Holy Spirit on you and how that even happens, right? So, how do you get the Holy Spirit? How do you get the Holy Spirit? Are we talking about the misconception first or the or what it is? Or? You ask for it. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So, basically, a, 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 I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go at it. All right, I, uh, one thing that uh, Holy Spirit's crucial, right? The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit actually being a seal, right, mm-hmm. of our right. salvation, right? So clearly, this is a necessary thing for us to be saved. But going back uh, to the whole what you have to do to get saved, sometimes yeah. this scripture gets misconstrued. You have to work, work, work to get the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you have to either I've heard different things. You have to just live a lifestyle as a Christian really good or fast and pray a whole bunch or tarry <clears throat> for hours and hours. You know, I've had that experience. Um, <laughs> even as, you know, a child, I've had that experience. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm, but, yeah, but um, there's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read two scriptures even right now, actually. Uh, the first one is in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 2. I mean, verse 21, this is just a uh, uh, brief affirmation on um, God's spirit being a guarantee to us, right? Mm-hmm. So, 2 Corinthians 1, 21 says, And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit 
in our hearts as a guarantee, right? So, like I said, a lot of times people um, take um, people take this scripture and say, "Okay, I do need the Holy Spirit. This, this, this is a seal of uh, my salvation." But then they think they have to do certain things for it. Another uh, scripture that I hold firm to that I believe uh, establishes the notion that. This is something that you get when you believe. You don't have to work so hard for it. You don't have to do a whole bunch of fasting. You don't have to do a bunch of tarrying. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just read it briefly real quick. This is Ephesians 1.13. Yeah. Okay. So Ephesians 1.13 says, uh, I'm going to just uh, read um, 11 to 13 just so that we have the, um, the whole sentence. It says, In him we have obtained the inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Okay, verse 13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like for me, when I when I first was taught this scripture in this way, it brought a lot of relief because I was never really taught to... to I was never really taught, okay, how you... Um, how you how you get the Holy Spirit? I guess doctrine based. Most of the time, it was like you get baptized and you shall receive. Yeah. Okay, okay, like am I just waiting? You know, yeah. am I just waiting? But here, it gave me. I I feel like it gave me more clarity, and I and I believe that it. I believe what it says when it says, "Once you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed yeah. with the promise, the Holy Spirit." And I think that that's important for all of us to know because I feel mm-hmm. like at least in the churches that I've seen so many different things happen or need to be done that uh, that someone needs to do in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and I don't know would you guys have any of your experiences or um, uh, any other things regarding this that you've ex- you've encountered to back those false things up or um, this up I would say for me because I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was um, it obviously had to be to read and find out and I think one of the biggest things that I did I remember I can't I don't know what scripture but it's basically is like no man can bear witness of Jesus like Jesus is a Christ or Jesus is Lord paraphrasing except by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and so I think that kind of uh, negated all the thoughts of like like I had to you know you do all these things to get the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, if I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, there's no other way that I was able to even come to that uh, knowledge except through the one that's bearing witness of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like when we get, when it gets caught up on like what we have to do to get the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit is here yeah. and he's in us. Yeah. Like, and I, and the reassuring scripture kind of for me was in John 16. I love John 15 and John 16. Mm-hmm. And I love it because Jesus was saying, what was about to happen when he leaves and he's literally introducing the Holy Spirit. It's not like we over here. I heard through the grapevine. We supposed to get a comfort. This part, he's somebody supposed to come and, and tell us all things like Jesus is like, bro, I got to go. So y'all can get the the one that I'm going to find it. It's in, it's in um, John 16 and um, it's in verse. Uh, so Jesus is talking to them. And he says, uh, they're basically like grieved because he's saying all these things about like what's going to happen. And then in verse um, seven, 
He's like, but verily, truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so it let me know, okay, the Holy Spirit is good. Mm-hmm. He's sending him to me. I don't need, I don't got to ask. He don't say, well, you got to ask and then I'm going to send him. He's coming regardless mm-hmm. because Jesus mm-hmm. said, I got to go, you know? And so then he keeps, he keeps talking and he says in verse eight, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Yo, you can't tell me as a person. I can make all this up, you know, or I know these things. It's only by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I got to work. He's here literally to speak and tell and lead. Mm-hmm. It's not like I got to mm-hmm. activate something or do something to be like, all right, Holy Spirit, I got to tell, I got to tarry for you to tell me if I'm in sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then he keeps reading and then he's like about sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I'm going to the father where you can no longer see me and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So he's already addressing the things the Holy Spirit is going to be here to do. Mm -hmm. And then you keep reading and he's like, I have much more to say to you more than you can bear now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what it is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So it's like, then I realized, man, the Holy Spirit is already, he ain't separate. He's in direct business with them. Jesus was like, okay, it's like a business transaction. All right, the Father done sent me. Okay, I done did my task. Died on the cross for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've been raised from the dead by that spirit who I'm going to introduce later so he can reveal. And it's like, it was a transaction. All right, it was like tag team. All right, you go first. All right, he went, Jesus died. All right, now my turn. And Michelle, the Holy Ghost coming in. And I'm just like, yo, that's it. He's here. He was given. Amen. And it's, it's, it's him who raised us from the like from spiritually raised us and opened our minds there's no way we could have these knowledges um we could have man teaching doctrines and saying this about god and this about god but it is only god sending the holy spirit to tell my daughter or tell my son about me yeah because that's the only way you can get a revelation yeah and i remember when i got saved i didn't care about speaking in tongues I was like, bump that. All I want to know is you. And the only way I didn't know at the time it was the Holy Spirit because I was like, all right, God, Father, Son, whatever. But it was like, it was only by the Holy Ghost leading me in truth, speaking to me and me caring about just Jesus. I didn't care about speaking in tongues because that stuff got got me away from the purpose of who God was. Mm -hmm. It was I was chasing after the wrong thing when the gift was already here. You know, and I just think that it's all the Holy Spirit is here now. And I think it's so important if we could just understand it's not about chasing you said ask granted it shall be received so now he gonna open your ears a little he gonna talk to you a little bit more or you might start dreaming or you might start seeing visions or you know what i'm saying but take all the weight word of knowledge you know stuff that you don't even know about people that's the holy spirit yeah. i don't gotta work for that it's a gift yeah sorry it's just it's just so cool he's so cool when you look back and you're just like he functions in all this it's Amen. not no striving at all. I thought this was a great chapter too, Brooke, because I like to read it in the um, Amplified Bible, starting at verse 9, and it says, about sin and the true nature of it, because they do not believe in me and my message, my righteousness, personal integrity, or godly character, because I am going to my Father, and you will no longer see me, and about judgment, the certainty of it, because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. So basically what the Holy Spirit does is that through the gospel of Jesus Christ, it reveals to us what sin is. 
because it's just like without the gospel, without knowing that, you know, Jesus came to save the world, well, save the world from what? Sin. And so it wasn't till I came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the truth of his gospel that I became to know the issue of sin and the the antidote for it. Right. And then also righteousness it's just like, because we don't see Jesus. Jesus is not here. He's not walking around on the earth. We know that he's sitting on the right hand of the Father next to God, making intercessions for us, praying for us, interceding for us, that, you know, that we succeed and how, that we um, remain strong and through this fight and through what God has called for us to do on this earth. And so it's just like the Holy Spirit shows us how to walk it out. It's just like, okay, I've given you the gospel, the answer. I've shown you your issue. I've shown you how to walk it out. And then to let you know, okay, if you don't choose the the path of righteousness, here's what's attached, judgment. And it's just like judgment is coming regardless. And it's just like Satan has already been judged. There is no longer a second chance for him. And so it's kind of like, since now there's no longer a second chance for him, any, any and everything, because he's the prince of this world, anything that is attached to him and uh, connected to him is already judged and already condemned. And so if you are not connected to the spirit, which is connected to Jesus, you know, which is connected to the father, you know, all everybody all connected, then you are connected to Satan. And it's kind of like um, uh, the forecast for rain. It's just like regardless of the fact that whether you believe the rain is coming, whether the, uh, the you believe it, like you're going to get wet or not, regardless, it's coming. And so that's what I think the spirit does is that. um he, he he brings all three of those together. And another interesting part where it talks about and he hear he uh he hears uh whatever he hears he will speak and whatever and he will declare to you the things that um that are to come. And it's just like the spirit is only gonna speak what what the the the, the father is letting him know. And I feel like that's the same thing that we also can learn from the Holy Spirit. And I think another thing, if we jump to chapter 14, which is another big thing I feel about the Holy Spirit, another great chapter where Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit, one of the disciples, Judas, not the one that betrayed him, but the other Judas, he asks him, you know, Jesus is he going to the disciple things like okay i'm gonna leave you a comfort i'm gonna leave you to help her da 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 and i'm gonna manifest myself to you guys and then yeah and then i'm rolling out and uh Judas, he says, and I'm going to read it word for word, verse, uh, chapter four, John chapter 14, verse 22, and it says, Judas, not Iscariot, says to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus, you know, he, he doesn't answer his question directly, but he answers his question, and he says, basically, and what I realized by reading the chapter and the understanding that I got was, is that because of the Holy Spirit was now manifested in the disciples and Jesus was no longer there, the the world was going to see the manifestations through the disciples and the disciples that they would make. And so now from all the way from all the way BC, AD, which every year day was going on all the way going down to 2018, God has been making disciples and filling people with his spirit. And they have been the walking Jesus's and the uh 
showing the world the manifestation and the power of God. And I think that is the the like the the true essence of the Holy Spirit is knowing that we because with the Holy Spirit, we are many Jesus is walking around with the power and the authority and the full manifestation of the kingdom of God on this earth. Briefly explain one thing that the scripture talked about. Um, I think it's really cool that he said when the Holy Spirit comes mm-hmm. One of his duties when he comes, first I have to go, then he comes. Mm-hmm. One of his duties when he comes is that he will, um, and, my, and VSB it says, convict the world of sin. So it's mm-hmm. not even just, and I like to reiterate this, it's not even just a Christian who just yeah. can say, convict the world of yeah. sin. What people call yeah. their conscience is actually the Holy Spirit convicting them of their own sin mm-hmm. all around the world. If it was just Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus literally said, if I, if I stay here, this thing can't come, right? Yeah. So Jesus coming unlocks, instead of one man having to go to all these people to do all this, Often he goes back. The Holy Spirit can can touch anyone and talk to anyone, and then you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is a whole another, yeah, a whole a whole different level of um, God's intimacy with mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think that's why he says it is to your advantage that mm-hmm. I go, because now it's just not like Jesus having to do mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the Holy Spirit is able to touch more people in more different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I'm a little torn inside. Okay, go ahead. Because it's kind of like we mentioned, like, it's something that you don't have to tarry for. And, like, I'm trying to just get a deeper understanding of, like, when the word talks about, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and baptized in fire. And then the aspect of, and then you will be endued with power. Mm-hmm. Granted, the disciples, when he breathed on them, they were they were they were filled with the spirit, and well, their spirits was merged and made and came alive. But it was it wasn't until the day of Pentecost is that they received power, mm-hmm. power that was beyond themselves, like a connection to. A, uh, a deeper connection to God that was beyond their intellect, that beyond their abilities, that was beyond themselves. And so, how would you explain that to an individual? That it's not something that I strive for, but this is something that I I have access to, and that is something that I also need to seek the Lord for. I, I think I would say, like, <clears throat> you get saved, you mm-hmm. you have the Holy Spirit. God gives you that, but like you said. Um, they 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 literally I, I would say that they they tarry and and then that's when that power came right you mm-hmm. have access to it but you got to dig deeper to see what else this what else the Holy Spirit can do for you like yes God's going to seal you with His promise like He said He would mm-hmm. but there's more that you can dive into regarding mm-hmm. the Spirit the power and all that the Spirit can do and this is where I would look at the apostles and see what they did they dove in tearing doesn't mean I mean they they prayed they were literally in intimate with God or sought an intimacy with God for longevity without letting any of their um, distractions flesh get in the way. And that's when more power came by their diligence through seeking him. Cause God literally mm-hmm. says, you know, um, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So he's not going to go back on his word when he says, you're seeking me and seeking me and seeking me and no power is coming. Right. He's actually doing exactly what he's, what he said he would do in his word, <clears throat> which is endowed them with what was necessary for the furtherance of the gospel. And I think though, when kind of like what you're saying, like, we think of tearing and it's related automatically to tongues, but yeah. literally I could be, mm. yeah. And it's like, no, I could be sitting here in worship, having visions. That's, that's beyond me. Mm-hmm. That's beyond when, if I'm out there and you know, you want to lay hands on somebody, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. literally the faith. Yeah. 
aspect and knowing, okay, this is something beyond me right now. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we hear tearing, it's always really, I don't have the tearing to prophetically, you know, God, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit showing me, you know, God sending the Holy Spirit to give me something that he's trying to show me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to tarry to do that because then I'm striving because then I'm going to start trying to interpret and trying to guess and see what it is. But mm-hmm. if I'm with him and I'm spending that in- intimate time, Holy Spirit's indwelling. So, you know, that's when it happens. When I, when I think of tearing, I think it's just related to this whole, the tongues. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of course I can't just be out here listening like Ricky Martin and then expecting to break out in tongues. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not off. It comes from the intimate place that is allowed by the Holy Spirit, but we have access and the confidence. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't need to tarry in, in, in anything else besides just being with him and then if he shows me something he shows me something he tells me something he tells me something that's Mm -hmm. by the holy spirit alone Mm -hmm. i cannot physically do any of that on my own Mm -hmm. that's just me i I think also too it's kind of like um because tearing only means to wait i think Mm -hmm. we've we've made that into some type of striving Mm -hmm. event yeah but it only simply means to wait on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what I've come to is just kind of like, <coughs> like with the, with the whole aspect of speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. I believe that that's something accessible to all believers. Speaking in tongues. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is something that I believe that also comes with that quote unquote power mm-hmm. that comes along with like that endued power, that power that keeps you mm-hmm. like the power that keeps you from going back to sin the power that keeps me from when i want to do wrong it was just like no i run to i run to god and i build up my spirit i build up my faith through the holy spirit and i believe that like it's like that that's the power mm-hmm. and i think that's what kind of happened on the day the same thing that happened on the day of pentecost and I feel like it's we've made it into something that only certain people can do it, only you know you can do it, or mm-hmm. uh, I haven't done it, or I haven't mm-hmm. experienced that, so it's not possible for mm-hmm. me. And that's not, like if we were basing this whole Christian faith based off our experience, we we wouldn't get halfway of nowhere where we yeah. were at. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And so it's just that like I think a, a Christian believer should have the faith, and it's a prayer language. Mm-hmm. It's not anything like extravagant. Like it's I, I I'm learning like it's simply done in faith. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's it's something that's spoken between you and it's it's babbling and groaning that you don't even understand yourself and mm-hmm. that's what makes it so I think that's what makes it so big mm-hmm. and like and make it such a faith thing and something that is beyond yourself and yeah. it's your spirit it's your spirit that's praying it's your spirit that's being built up and I think that that is something that's essential for all believers and all believers have access to that. Mm-hmm. And I think in that, it, 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 there is a sense of power that comes along with that. And not saying you can't get that same thing by, you know, singing hymns mm-hmm. and, you know, all those different things. But it's just, it's kind of like, it's like there's a, it's almost like a out of self experience and I'm not saying like you have to speak in tongues to be filled with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. but I think like with that quote unquote power Mm -hmm. that's something that is comes along with it that comes along that I have access to Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's some people who don't tap fully into that Mm -hmm. because they look at it as something that is I can't do it's unattainable or it's not possible and it's not not something that you know I spend my whole Christian walk or trying to strive for Mm -hmm. I think it's just something that 
I, I don't I don't know what's the like what's the disconnect with it mm-hmm. and maybe like we can discuss it but I don't know I just feel like this it's 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 accessible and it's beneficial for you mm-hmm. like it's just like this is your like speaking in tongues it's not like it's it's not some out of body it is just your spirit mm-hmm. praying like when you don't when English doesn't have the words when tears can't say it when the song can't sing it that is your song that is your spirit crying out from 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 your spirit mm-hmm. praying and speaking over you that that's a song that no one else can sing nobody can make lyrics for that for you that is your spirit crying out and making intercessions for yourself making intercessions for others mm-hmm. and there's different types of speaking in tongues we see in the uh, the day of Pentecost they're speaking in multiple different languages mm-hmm. but yet people are like they're speaking in tongues but people are hearing it in their own language mm-hmm. and then you have the time where we were in church and someone is speaking in the holy language and it's for the edification of the entire body mm-hmm. in which you know there's an interpretation and then there is the self edifying edification thing that I believe that all believers I feel like have the ability to access we just don't tap into it I don't know if that's a separate topic Um, because I was going to say I don't I kind of agree but I disagree at the same time because I don't think that it's that the individual is not trying to tap into it it just could be something that's just not at God's timing because think about it when I got saved I think I got filled Oh, I, I had the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I just didn't speak in tongues. That ain't stopped me from my faith because I sought God for who he was and not on that. And yes, it took me deeper, but I got filled two years later by evidence of speaking in tongues. So it wasn't that I wasn't trying to tap into it. You got to take accountability of who I was, what I knew, what I had to understand, what I had to learn. If I would have got probably filled right then and there, I probably would have been like... <laughs> what is this you know so I think it's not that the individual there are individuals that maybe that just aren't going deep but I still think that doesn't negate like where they are in their relationship if they really are trying you know mm-hmm. it's just they're not speaking in tongues but that does not mean they are not fi- bringing it back to that they are not filled with the Holy Spirit or that's the only way that they can that's exactly get the Holy Spirit yeah they they, they have to have what do you the, mean that that's the only way that they can get the Holy Spirit as in like the evidence of speaking in tongues is the only evidence that they actually have okay. and that's and it's other ways it's other ways by the gifts it's by your fruit it's by your lifestyle because even though you're saying that it is accessible I do agree with that mm-hmm. but I think sometimes that people will think that it's accessible so if I don't have it, that means I'm not filled, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so then it goes back to what you were saying that it, even though it is accessible at the right time, mm-hmm. God will give it to you. But there's other ways to express the evidence of um, being filled with the gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. without speaking in tongues. But I'm not saying that you don't have it. But you're saying they're not trying to tap into it. You don't think that people are trying to tap into it. That is like they, like it's a, like it's almost a like it's a thing that it's not accessible to you. You get what I'm like I don't know how to like explain it. So you trying to say cuz I'm trying to work with you. Mm-hmm. Are you, okay cuz you were saying it's accessible. It's essential for us in our relationship. Um but you felt like individuals weren't trying to tap into it. But then now you're saying that they don't think it's accessible to them. I feel like there is a there comes like it's the it's the there's like a common ground that if I like it's kind of like I don't do it mm-hmm. that's something that I don't do mm-hmm. when I feel like it's possible for you to do it mm-hmm. I feel like at, at, like at any moment like at any time if you ask he would give it to you I don't think it's something you have to wait for mm-hmm. because it's your prayer language mm-hmm. like who's gonna tell you your 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 prayer language is wrong mm-hmm. I just think that 
being mindful of those individuals. We don't know if they are or if they're not. You know, mm-hmm. so if it's an instance where someone's just like, Lawrence, you got tons, I'm good. That's, of course, then they see. But I think it's just there's there's also we got to account for the projections that the enemy does too as well mm-hmm. to be confused or to make you think that you're not filled like the common misconception so i think you know playing from that perspective and then maybe you know giving insight to the individual of hey you have accessibility but you know it's by faith you know mm-hmm. explaining it to them to help break those barriers of hmm, this whole table everybody's speaking tongues but me been there done that you know what i'm saying but that didn't stop me and i think they have to be really confident in just knowing the holy spirit the concept of the holy spirit mm-hmm. he's i'm filled with them he dwells he dwells in me my lifestyle the fruit all that other stuff is signs you know to bear fruit that i have the holy spirit mm-hmm. and you know it's not necessarily by tongues but if there has to be a conversation i had to edify and to shed light you know for mm-hmm. the access i think that's a separate conversation but i don't it just i don't think that people are like not trying to access it mm-hmm. i think it's just a timing thing and something that god has to get with them about because you know you have the people in church and that's why the elders and people that are led to mm-hmm. they will come and you know terry with you and you know just to get you going and Mm -hmm. tell you don't worry about you know Mm -hmm. all that other stuff that helps some people Mm -hmm. you know some people is by themselves it's by their intimate time with god and that's when god places it on them you know it's never i i also think because some people get caught up with it sounding funny you think it you know you it's all these thoughts bro and people people think it's demonic you know what i'm saying so it's it has to be i think the reason with tongues too it has to be shed light on with knowledge and, and 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 um uh, teaching, you know, yeah. proper doctrine and Holy Ghost, you know, one on one time for them to understand. Because if not, you're basically throwing like a bunch of beans, and I'm over here like, mm, which one? Start? Yeah, which one yeah. do I follow? Yeah, and I think that's just kind of like where I am with it as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I feel like there's so many wrong teachings about it, mm-hmm. and then it's just like when I got so much understanding about it, yeah, I'm just like oh, this is simple. Yeah, I'm like. Like it's it's like if you if people like recognize how tangible it really was and it's not this far away mm-hmm. like thing that I have to reach for but it's truly something that's an intimate thing. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would help increase people's individual personal lives. But um, what do you guys think about in reference to? Do you think a feeling is a one-time experience? A feeling of what? The feeling of the Holy Spirit is a one-time experience. No. I would uh, definitely agree. I think that that's something that needs to happen every single day. It's kind of like a renewing that relationship, a renewing my mind, of spending time with the Holy Spirit and building up my spirit. And in that, I bear the fruits of the Spirit that it talks about in Galatians, I believe it's chapter 5. I think so. That's the 5 where we're talking about love and patience and then we get into, you know, there's there's other ones, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can read on your own time. But then there's, you know, the different gifts mm-hmm. that come along with that of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, is there anything else you think we need to hit in reference to the Holy Spirit? I think another good chapter to read is um, John chapter 14. Mm-hmm. He talks about the Holy Spirit and how it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Holy Spirit... I think 
is the is the very thing that helps keeps us as Christian yeah, believers. Yeah, it sustains us. I agree. And pre- I believe it has a preserving power. Yeah. Like I feel like the Holy Spirit. If you really have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit not gonna have you out here looking dumb mm-hmm. and looking foolish and looking silly and just out here. It's just like when you maintain that relationship and you are sensitive to him and you are listening to him and listening to his voice mm-hmm. or whatever he's trying to show you. It could be a dream. It could be a vision. It could be through other people. It could mm-hmm. be through your situation and your circumstances. But it's just like we got to be able to know truth. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He brings us into all truth. But mm-hmm. if you don't know truth, then you won't be able to recognize his voice. And mm-hmm. I think the best way of knowing truth is getting into the word of God yeah. and really diving in. Okay, what did Jesus say? Because the Holy Spirit is always going to reiterate mm-hmm. what, what Jesus, Jesus said, said. Yep. or what God said. Because in that verse where Dwayne brought up about us having a seal, the previous before that, it talks about the promises of God. Mm-hmm. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And to let you know that it's yes and amen, he's giving you a seal of the Holy Spirit to dwell mm-hmm. down on the inside of you. So if he says that you're healed, you're healed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he says that you're set free, you're set free. If he says that you don't have to be longer, longer bound, mm-hmm. it's just all the promises of God, all the blessings, all of that mm-hmm. is wrapped up. If he says your body's going to be raised, all of those things that he said he was going to do because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, all of those are you have a- a- accessible to those. And the only, it's not, you don't even have to ask for it. It's yes and amen. Mm-hmm. When you have his Holy Spirit, you just got to tap in. Yeah, amen. I was going to say, like, my final thought is kind of like... T- uh, touching what you were saying too, but how we were like, is it a feeling? And I mean, I think a lot of times when we say, oh, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, we're looking for this big, like, rumble of the belly, you know, like, mm-hmm. I know that I know that this presence of God is there. But I think that you know that you have the Holy Spirit when you literally are just trying to live like Christ. Because think about it, before I got saved, I didn't give, I didn't care. I was living Brooke's life. I was doing what I wanted. And for people that are like, oh, how do I know the Holy Spirit? How do I even know? You have them because you believe. Okay. That's the only, that's the only way you can really even testify to that. But then your lifestyle shows with his working. And I think when we start to see ourselves seeing a new train, like transformation of our mindset, we start to be like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't really look at it. Like it's, it's always him giving you a fresh, like a view of him or you know helping you in your thinking or you know habits you know what i'm saying yeah. like when you start to look at things differently when you never would have looked at it before it's because now you're tapping into that access that he's here you see him leading you and it doesn't have to be a feeling sometimes it's just the thoughts mm-hmm. you know your actions and you start to see it when your life is beginning to like change and you're not doing the same things you used to and you you know when you're doing stuff on your own strength you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when you fail. That's when you fall. That's yeah. when you this. But it's like, you just know when, when your day is planned out or something. You know, you just know when God is talking to you and or through a person or something. It's not always a feeling, yeah. you know, but it comes by truth. And that's why I feel like some people get a little rocky because if your whole life you've been doing lies, of yeah. course, it's that friction that's going to come because you're so used to one way. That's what trial and error is for. Yeah. But when you're saying, hey, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I just want to you know do better and live right and be right with god that's what he's there to do which is what we would call the sanctification process amen which is in part four so we'll see you guys next week for a sanctification part four the last of the series this is your boy lawrence green this is a seat at the table and i'm here with brooke majors michelle nemo and Dwayne sampson peace peace i just walk around with the ghost 
I've been walking around with the ghost. I've been walking around. 